State of the Nation is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Did you know Raiders ticket prices tend to drop right before the game? GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, then shows you all the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. The Raiders are in the playoff hunt, and you need to be here at the Coliseum to check out the Raiders taking on the Cincinnati Bengals next week. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the GameTime app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game. There are tickets across all major leagues and teams. So head to the App Store or Play Store now to download GameTime and score awesome deals on last-minute tickets. I love the Raiders. Most of all, I love the win. You're now listening to State of the Nation with Jimmy Durkin, Vic Tafer, and Ted Wynn on the Athletic Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to State of the Nation here on the Athletic Podcast Network. Jimmy Durkin, Vic Tafer, Ted Wynn. Looking out over the Oakland Coliseum field after another Raiders victory. They've won two in a row here, beating the Chargers. By, by what was the score, Vic? 26-24. Why is that familiar to me? Wow. I don't know. I think uh, maybe because I said exactly that score in my predictions. I said 26-24. I knew they were going to miss the PAT you, you cursed Daniel Carlson. I did. I did. Did, you, did you apologize to him? Or did I give him like, you know, 100 bucks and say, nice job? <laughs> well, I don't know. What, uh, no, nah, it's blind luck. But I think, you know, we all knew it was going to be a close game. I yeah. think um, – most of us picked the uh, picked the Raiders. I think they definitely have some confidence. I didn't. I'm the one. I'm, right. I'm the one outlier. People like when I pick against the Raiders. No, it, it tends to make them win. How did you get 26 though? I don't put a lot of time. <laughs> the point totals. I'm like trying to like. I gotta be different. Everyone's like 27, 30. Everyone's in that same range. I gotta be and a little different. Ne- and these games are never like bit. 24, 21. Exactly. We picked those scores, but those are. Never what it really is. I mean, he was. It's the last night game in Oakland. It has to be a little crazy. I want a little, I want a little nuts. Should so, have a safety. Could have a lot of field goals. I like, yeah. I mean, again, let's not let's not question <laughs> how we got there. Let's just look at the finished result and uh, yeah, just appreciate let's it. Let's all kiss the ring and say, "Wow, that was a nice pick." I'm like, "Thank you. I appreciate that." <laughs> um, well, five and four, and I mean, five I mean, and four, and I got the Bengals up next, and, and then the and Jets, Jets after that. I mean, you cannot start I mean, don't, counting don't look wins. Ahead, and, don't look ahead, but look but ahead, look ahead. if they aren't seven and four, if we aren't talking in in two and a half <laughs> weeks after after that game in New York, and if they aren't seven and four, you're gonna be very disappointed in this team. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just. Uh, Let's take it one week at a time. But uh, that's t- the cliche from the players. We don't have to follow that bullshit cliche. Yeah, do tonight, though. This is a big win. <laughs> let's let's focus on tonight's win. All right. uh, we have about ten days to the Bengals game, whatever it is. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's a big one. I think definitely puts a nail to me at least. Puts a nail in the coffin of the Chargers. They're now um, way back there. I just think they're to me watching this game it came down to the two quarterbacks. It always does in these games. But in the fourth quarter, I mean, Derek Carr was poised and he made the plays. And then I felt Rivers was chucking up eight throws God, up for grabs in the last he minute. Just uh, to be fair to Rivers, though, you, you tweeted that you, you uh, that Brown promised Carr that he would get the protection he needed and they would score at the end. Uh, Rivers' offensive line definitely did not give him any help yeah. <laughs> throughout this whole game and on that last drive. It it was pretty That's bad true. for Rivers. And the injury was big. Okung yeah. got hurt yeah. early on, so that definitely was a factor. Yeah, I mean. You're right. I mean, obviously, the line's a huge deal, but just, um, but still, it's Philip Rivers. Yeah. If you're a Hall of Fame quarterback, I got to see, see more than that. I he's see. not a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think he is either, but we're all, yeah. we're all hating. But he's pretty good. 
But I mean, you, let's look at the final drive for both quarterbacks. Derek Carr, four for six, 44 yards. They score a touchdown. Phillip Rivers, oh for seven with an interception. There was the defensive holding call on fourth down that gave them a first down, gave him a reprieve, and just allowed him to, instead of going 0 for 4, he had to go 0 for 7 on the final drive, which, I mean, that knocks him from being a 17 of 24 night to a 17 of 31 night. Yeah. It's pretty remarkable. Yeah, and for Derek, he saw the approach. Like, every pass was between 9 and 13 yards. Just every time he would step up in the pocket. Yeah, a purpose on each pass, you're yeah, saying? Yeah, a purpose. Like, you know, this is my guy. Renfro and, and, and Richard were his main guys in the last drive. But you can see, every play looked, looked like, like the same play. He kind of was a little bit of pressure. He'd step up in the pocket and throw a strike you know, for like a nice game. Whereas Phillip was, um, again, like Ted said, under pressure. But really just kind of just uncorking these wild throws up in the air, kind of hoping for some kind of miracle. And, uh this time it didn't happen. I mean, in Rivers' defense, that has been pretty successful against the Raiders in past years. Yeah, exactly. He, I mean, he, he's throwing up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Stanford Routh, though, was not here tonight. Ah, what's up, Stanford? Ooh, God, why, do you, <laughs> why do you always go into these podcasts and start ripping Stanford Routh? Is that really? I thought that was that's the first time. That's not the first time. That is not the first time. Oosh, I think a couple weeks my, ago. Right. Sorry, Stanford. You know what, though? He is a, he is a loyal listener, the right? Got, the fans got the readers and, and everyone at home. We were working hard the whole game. I just wanted a big, long story. I'm not really thinking about what I should and shouldn't say in this podcast. I'm just kind of firing off the hip because I want to get out of here at some point. So Yeah, I need, I, need, of, I need a beer. This is unfiltered. I'm not going to think about, oh, I'm going to hurt this guy's feelings or whatever. No feelings. Sorry, but I am sorry. No, no more. No more safer route jokes. That's it. I'm done. All right. Well, we are going to be a little bit Debbie Downer here, and we got to talk about the injuries. And uh, it's the unfortunate part of these games. And, nah, and it's brutal. Man, when, when you have to play these games, and I'm not saying the short turnaround – resulted in these injuries but uh, the the final drive great defensive stand you know they don't let Rivers do anything but on, on the the third to last play you see LaMarcus Joyner goes down with what looked to be some kind of a hamstring injury he comes up lame um, and just kind of crumbled to the ground a look the look of it a hamstring um, Gruden said he was really concerned really worried about him and then on the final play of the game uh, Carl Joseph uh, you know he goes up and I get, you know, kind of had his knee, it, it kind of looked in one angle, looks like his left ankle, but then it it was actually his right knee that got hurt. Um, you can kind of see that there was a collision uh, on his right knee uh, on, on the replay, um, but he, you know, he was, he was hobbled quite a bit, you know, he's going to get tests tomorrow and we'll see, but um, hopeful that maybe the 10 days is enough for him, but he was walking around on crutches in the locker room. Yeah, I mean, his team's dealt with injuries all year long and the defense doesn't have a lot of... Uh... A lot of uh, room for error, and, and to lose two guys who they, they use in their lineup is just not going to be good for them. So definitely, uh, it's a big win, but those are definitely two uh, two bad things you saw happen late. And, and Joseph's been playing really well. He played, had a really good game against the Lions, and I thought he played a really strong game here. He made he timed that blitz perfectly down in the red zone uh, to stop the Chargers and make him kick a field goal, which was huge. Uh, yeah, that took a second and two to third and six. Yeah, that really changed yeah. the, the whole drive. So if Joseph misses time, the defense is really gonna um, really gonna be hurting because he I, th- I thought he's really took his game up a, a notch lately. I wonder if that happens if he's gonna be out for say a game or two. If they do uh, the, they speed up that plan with Worley and we may move Daryl inside the safety and uh, go through rookie cornerbacks, but uh, or else you sign somebody and uh, maybe give Riley another shot. But uh, Ooh, please no. It'll, it'll be, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you said I was harsh, man. I'm ripping on former players. You're ripping on current players. Uh. Anyway, but yeah. So again, the defense has um, stepped up tonight and made some plays when they had to. That's two weeks in a row they made some plays when they had to. 
And so that's positive. I mean, we, we wanted some more playmakers, and tonight we got some more playmakers. Uh, Cleveland Furl got two and a half sacks. I like his little fishing reel uh, sack dance. Like, yeah. That's kind of cool. But definitely he's taking a lot of heat this year, definitely a slow start, but um, definitely came up big tonight. I'm going to be Debbie Downer, and I will have put it on the caveat that – Pharaoh did get some sacks, but it was against a six-round tackle, backup tackle that might be one of the worst in the league, and Rivers held the ball a few times. Uh, so Dude, the guy gets two and a half Hater. sacks, and you go with I'm, the I'm saying, he, he might have turned time, a little bit, but I'm just, saying, and you I'm just saying don't get all crazy and think, and and think Pharaoh's going crazy wow. all after this game. I'm just saying the guy had two and a half. I mean, the guy's worked hard and had two and a half sacks. No, he deserves it. He deserves it. I mean, I'm a, he's had a rough year. I just, I'm just saying don't expect uh, don't expect these games too don't often. Don't expect two and a half sacks every <laughs> week. Not going to happen. I mean, Crosby only ended up with a half a sack officially, but yes. he, he probably had yeah. a more impactful mm-hmm. game because right. he, he gets the pressure on that final play that leads to the interception. Um uh, you know, got got pressure on a lot tonight. Not not you know, didn't get home all the time, but he was he was explosive around the edge. He was you know uh, that 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 last play. I think it was a stunt with him and Furl. He comes on the inside and and Furl goes outside and uh, you know he was really impressive tonight. You just you really are seeing him blossom into the the kind of edge player that this team needs. He had a, he had a pressure on the first interception too. Yeah. He was right at um, right around Rivers. Ankle. I thought they were, were going to get called, but uh, for roughing, but it um, it got picked up. The flag got picked up. And don't forget uh, Benson Mayola, one and a half sacks. Now is seven on the year. It's a career high already. Uh, definitely, he's, you know, one year contract. He wants to get paid, and he puts up these kind of numbers. He will. He doesn't play a lot. It's just uh, sort of credit to him. He's in the right place at the right time and has a good motor. But seven sacks. That's. I mean, he's looking at a double digit season. As people on Twitter always tell me, that's more than Khalil Mack. So that's uh, <laughs> definitely something to uh, to watch out for. But definitely, I get five sacks from this team. That's a season high. And like like Ted said, they were in uh, Rivers' face a lot tonight and made his life uh, not so easy. But. Um, who saw who saw that coming? Who predicted the uh, Raiders' pass rush would be a key factor tonight? Not not here. Um, yeah, I mean, and you really got to give credit to Eric Harris. Uh, the offense, you know, didn't 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 get off to a great start. Um, but you know, the defense. You saw the what the third or fourth play of the game. Carl Joseph had an interception that was negated by a penalty, right. and then a couple plays later. John Gruden was hopeful that they got a fumble when when Crosby again put some pressure on Rivers and kind of knocked the pass as it was coming out of his hands. And he's got to stop challenging my plays. <laughs> oh, for, got take, for seven. Somebody got to take away those flags from Chucky. Chucky's got to. They can't from now on. Give him, chuck him. Give him somebody else. But uh, he just the, can't resist. The ref looked at the replay for like five seconds. Came out said no. And then and then so really the the play right after that challenge. And Rivers, Rivers was just like dying to give the Raiders the ball. He throws the interception. Eric Harris, uh, big return, gets it to the 31-yard line. Offense doesn't really take advantage. They get a first down, but they end up having to, to kick a field goal. And then, boom, Chargers next drive. Eric Harris, another interception, 56 yards for the touchdown, his second touchdown of the year. The Rivers said the first one, I guess, he, said he just missed it. He said Keenan Allen was wide open. He just missed him. Like he sailed over him. The second one, he said that Hunter Henry slipped. Slipped, yep. So his two excuses. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Ted always says the, the butt thing. So Eric Harris had two interceptions. But? But they were thrown right at him. <laughs> and nobody was around him. So, no, I'm just kidding. But uh, And he also dropped another one and had another one negated by a I mean, flag. 
you gotta say this: Harris makes plays, and he's made plays this year before. He had a, a pick six in Indianapolis, and uh, definitely a, a very popular guy in the locker room. And just, uh, I mean, those are those are, it's a huge thing when you get a ten zero lead at home. Yeah, well, a lot of credit goes to him because I, I thought he had a really rough three game stretch, and uh, I think Carson after the game that he, him and Joseph were practicing routes route combinations that were giving the Raiders secondary trouble after practice. So they really worked hard on getting this thing fixed and looked a lot better tonight. You know, and what have we been saying, preaching all along about this defense is that they don't have to be great. And there were stretches where it looked like uh, this is kind of the same old Raiders defense. They were struggling. Uh, Chargers, 26 first downs, uh, possessed the ball for 35 minutes. Uh, they ran the ball well, uh, finished with 146 yards rushing, 4.9 a carry. Uh, Melvin Gordon was kind of running at will, 108 yards. And it looked like, okay, this is – I think a lot of us were, were okay, are they going to – are the Chargers – after the Raiders scored, give them too much time. Are they going to be able to carve them up? But you know, what do we keep saying? They don't have to be great all the time. They just need to make plays at the right moments, and that's exactly what they were tonight. Yeah, I mean, the offense is good enough. The offense can definitely carry most of the load. Just the defense has to do little things here and there to make it work. But uh, going back to the offense, I think that's not six weeks in a row with uh, with 24 points. and that yeah. ties the franchise record. And so um, Every other time they've done it. They've gone to the playoffs. They've gone to the playoffs. And then they're definitely all of a sudden they're in the driver's seat now. Like you mentioned, they're five and four, and they got two uh, two terrible teams coming up. And the Chargers, I think, are out of the kind of out of the hunt. So I mean, who would have thought? Yeah, I mean, you look at you know we talked about the next two games are obviously very manageable, very winnable. And Kansas City, and then the final four, the, the down the stretch, Tennessee, Jacksonville, Chargers, and Broncos. I mean. Can start. We're not going to count wins, but <laughs> you're counting wins. It's going to be an eleven win team. You're counting wins. I mean, outside of the Chiefs, is there is there a game in there where you feel they should be overmatched? I mean, still probably with the thirty second ranked pass defense. <laughs> yeah. well, let's not have a big parade. I mean, it's a nice win. They're definitely on a if roll. I mean, their numbers are going to go up this week after allowing only two hundred seven. That'll that'll boost their numbers. All right, so the 30th-ranked pass defense. <laughs> but, uh, again, I mean, I think the thing is for, for them, they, they have you know, all these rookies and young players, and every week they get better. Every week they make – there's some penalties today, but overall they still made plays. So the young guys keep getting better, and the veterans keep, you know, maintaining. And, yeah, there definitely is a chance for some uh, some bigger things people planned on this year. I think the offense is, is that good. I think the, the play scheming is great. Josh Jacobs has been already top five, top ten running back in the league. I mean, the guy's incredible. I just think the old line's been great. This is the first time all five guys played together. So it's definitely – They had those nine plays, those nine plays. beautiful plays, ten plays, yeah, whatever. Yeah, ten it, plays before tonight. Houston, it was the first game they, they played together. So um, there's definitely – there's something there. There's something there that uh, – that seems real, right, Ted? Yeah, and this was a, a different game for the offense because this was the first game in a while where they just couldn't get the run game going. And I asked Colton Miller about it after the game. He said that it was a short week and they they weren't ready for some of the uh, stunts and things that uh, the Chargers are doing with their safeties. Uh, so, it, And the Chargers' defense, just by nature of their alignment, they just don't allow long passes. So you you have to be really patient and just keep taking short pass after short pass. But if you have a negative play, it kind of screws up your drive because they just don't get beat deep. Um, so this this game they had to stay patient, and I don't you know, Carr Carr's been pretty aggressive in the in the last few games, but he had to kind of 
go back to what he's kind of known for, which is short passing. Uh, but on that last drive, he was, he was methodical and drove them all the way downfield, and they got that big run at the end. So uh, they got it fixed in the two-minute drills of uh, the first half and in the second half. Yeah, I mean, people like to rag on Carr for you know just taking the short passes and, and all that. But, I mean, sometimes against a defense that, that is – you know, is not going to give you a whole lot down the field. You know, if you're playing the way he is right now, where he's hitting on almost every throw. I mean, he had a, he had that one, I think, early on where he sailed, and that kind of led to one of their stalled drives and all that. But outside of that, I mean, he is not – he's hitting on basically every throw. I mean, if, if you want to pick a couple plays to, to quibble with, you know, there was that one down near the goal line where he probably could have run and might have had at least a first down, probably a touchdown, wouldn't have even – had to uh, had had to mess with the pylon if he just got to the two yard line, but I mean he he's playing efficient football. He's not turning the ball over at all, really. I mean, has he turned the ball over since the fumble in Green Bay? No, he has no turnovers in their five wins. So I think that's a huge stat for him. I just think that he's making the plays. Like you said, he has to. He's not making mistakes. I mean, like look at these last few games that we've seen. Like the other quarterbacks are making mistakes. I mean, Stafford uh, tonight, Rivers, and he's not doing that. So I think that. Um, Keep the team on schedule. He's been great on third down all year long. Just um, like he says, this is the best football he feels he's played in his career, and he and Gruden are on the same page. And I think we see that. I think as long as he can, uh, you know, avoid the mistakes that he has had trouble with in the past, and uh, he's great in a two-minute offense. Yeah, I, th- I think I don't think Renfro had a crazy stat line, but I think he's really starting to come on, and he's he's doing a good job finding the holes in his own. And I think Derek has a lot of confidence. Because he knows where Renfro is going to be, Renfro is going to be in the right spot, and he had two big catches in that last drive, so he he's coming on too. And Renfro's a guy that I think he feels like he can throw him a, a pass that, you know, on third and eight he can throw him a pass six yards away, and he's got the the shiftiness, the quickness to to kind of just and he's, he's you know those small guys can kind of they don't have to overpower for those extra two yards, they can just kind of slip around and we saw that he had one of those in this game where he caught it about a yard two yards short of the first down and he's able to to get an extra two or three yards to pick it up and and uh a lot against a lot of the kind of defenses you face that are defending the sticks having a guy that you can throw it to a little bit short and he can pick it up is huge yeah another weapon is they've rediscovered Jalen Richard the last two weeks he definitely has a much bigger role now the third down kind of a receiving back and again tonight had three big catches in the last drive and we all know he was huge last weekend. So just um, you know, the role players are stepping up. I and mean, guys who are, have roles, and they know what they are. And, and Jalen Rashad knows I'll be the third down guy. He's good at picking up blocks and, and blitzes and stuff. And he's just a good all-around player. You know, you know, I think they want to keep Josh a little bit fresh. They can't use Josh Jacobs too much. And they kind of gave um, Jalen most third downs. Jalen's just kind of the back of running threat. But Jalen's kind of the... Kind of the you know, Sasami, Sasami knife on, on third down. So, again, I think it's a nice job by Gruden getting him back in the mix and using him pretty well the last two weeks. Yeah, I think we've kind of harped on wanting to get Josh Jacob more passes, but I, I think there's just not great chemistry between Jacobs and mm-hmm. um, Carr right now. So I don't think Carr is very confident in Jacobs as a, a as a receiver. But he he's really I think he's really confident with Jalen Richard on option routes and. Uh, that kind of thing, and again, he he was big against Detroit late in the game, and he was huge on that last drive uh, w- when they t- they took Jacobs out after that first incompletion. And one guy who was uh, getting some groans for a few minutes with Alec Ingold, uh, a couple of fifteen uh, uh, yard penalties that he picked up, and then kind of makes up for it has uh, has the the run for a first down, and then scores his first NFL touchdown on on what play was it, Ted? 
Spider 2 Y Banana. Spider 2 Y Banana. Gotta love it. Gruden going to his old favorite play and getting a touchdown from Ingold, the rookie. Yeah, again, the rookies have been huge. I mean, you can't talk about – I mean, they don't have Abram. Abram got hurt early on, and, and Furl hasn't done a lot until tonight. But the rest of the rookie class has been great. And, and, and goes undrafted. Uh, they fell in love with him at the Senior Bowl, and kid makes plays. And I think the cool thing about him and the way the Raiders use him is that not a lot of teams use fullbacks. So I think other teams, when you go against the Raiders, have to prepare for something you don't really see a lot of. So I think that's a nice wrinkle that they have to use against the other teams. And Ingle had another uh, first – Third down convert, a short yardage conversion a day. Uh, is he like a hundred percent on I short yardage? Like he is. I think he. I, yeah. I think I saw somebody tweeted. I think he's like six for six. All six of his carries, I believe, are for first downs. Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, Keith Smith kind of struggled with that last season. If I don't remember, if I remember correctly, yeah, right? Keith basically developed into a guy they weren't going to give him the ball. Mm. I mean, he he got a couple opportunities early and and didn't convert. And at that point, they were. You know, he was a, still a good blocker, but he he wasn't the guy that they wanted to ha- give, hand the ball off to or, or run uh, Spider Two Y Banana with. Yeah, we've talked about it before, but the the, the duo of of Jacobs and Ingold is pretty cool, and two rookie guys who definitely have uh, connected both on and off the field, and it's just a great sign for this team going forward. I mean, they have the O line and they got their running attack, and things look look pretty good. Yeah, I mean, and not a huge game for either uh, Darren Waller or Tyrell Williams. Uh, you know, guys that, I mean, I've, this is the first game for Williams uh, as a Raider without a touchdown, I believe, right? No, I think it was another one. I think, he's, it was, yeah. I think he has five and six games before yeah, tonight. Okay. So. But, yeah, Waller, I mean, I wrote about the other day. The teams are definitely, he's the number one guy, and teams come in against the Raiders and they find ways to, they bracket him, they have a guy inside, outside, they kind of give him a hard time off the line of scrimmage. So, I mean, he's going to be uh, – have much tougher assignments the rest of the year. So that's why it's key for other guys like Renfro and, and other receivers. Maybe Zay Jones had a chance in the end zone earlier today. But those guys got to step up because Waller definitely is going to be the main uh, focus of teams coming in here. Yeah, and it, it's different when you're gonna when teams just pay so much attention to you. you. You know every time he lines up somewhere, the defense is alert for where he is. But I, I do want to see um, them try to create different ways to get him off those double teams and get him a little more – involved just because he's he's so explosive and and Gruden's shown in the past that he 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 knows how to get his number one guy um open despite what the defense does so uh hopefully we see Waller get a little a few more targets and you can always throw him the ball in traffic too I think he's good enough we can make plays in yep. traffic and I just think like you see the Chiefs with Travis Kelsey I mean he he can be in tight coverage I still throw him the wall and he'll make a play on it so I think I think Darren's that good just that right now maybe Darren Derek's looking at other guys before he does that he doesn't want to really Throw the ball for grabs and have Darren have a chance to make a play. You'd rather play it a little more safe and go to other guys. But I think that's there. I think Waller's that good. I think Waller can definitely make high point catches and, and, and catches in traffic. And we talked about Derek Carr. This was his 18th career comeback now, fourth quarter comeback, 19th career game winning drive. Last week, you add in last week, it was a tie game. So not a fourth quarter comeback technically, but game winning drive. Uh, those 18 fourth quarter comebacks, I think the most in NFL history for a guy through his first six seasons. And, you know, we've we've talked about this and hesitated of, of whether or not. I like all the heads like, yeah, but, yeah, but, you know, just people can give them compliments. I mean, Derek Carr is no, playing really well. Yeah. I mean, well, fans, are saying, fans are like, but this and but, you know what, just give the guys due. The guy's playing well. I, he's playing like 2016. I, I You know, Ted wanted to put him there a couple weeks ago, and I think – I was not quite I I, ready. I, I slapped him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you are are you ready to join him there? 
Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, these last few weeks have definitely shown me that his confidence. It's all about, for me and for, with him, I think it's all about confidence. I mean, he, he's always going to say he's confident, but he's yeah. he's clearly not. Clearly, you can tell. Yeah. Last year, he, he wasn't that. confident. No, I think he definitely feels like he's in sync with John Gruden as far as the play calling goes. I think they've definitely done a nice job of uh, using the whole Antonio Brown thing as a kind of a turning point like that. Obviously, the offense was based on him. He left, and they found ways to make it work. They have these great tight ends, and they have – other things. So I think Derek's really enjoyed that process and kind of has the team come together and they definitely see that Derek can get everybody involved. And I think uh, you can definitely see his confidence is definitely shining through right now. And he's making a lot of plays out of structure, too. I mean, he's not like making these explosive plays like Aaron Rodgers, but he's making the right plays out of structure. And that's really helping his offense um, rather than him just kind of throwing the ball out of bounds whenever he, he feels a little bit of pressure. And, and uh, that's, that's a huge development in his game because even in 2016, that wasn't something that he did particularly well. Yeah, he's definitely trying. It's definitely, he definitely is not, uh, it's not a smooth process because there was a one play by the end zone he could have ran the ball in, yeah. and he didn't. But so but it's, it's a growing pain. So he's definitely trying to do things out of his comfort zone, things he didn't do before. So I think he's done a good job with it. And, again, for me, it all comes down to you know, no turnovers in their five wins. So that's – to me, that's, that's a huge a huge stat. Yeah, Carl Joseph was asked today if this is starting to feel like that season. You know, he was a rookie that year and, you know, experienced all that. And, you know, he said, you know, we're not living in the past. But, yeah, I mean, you know, we, we feel like we're, we're that kind of team again. And, you know, he talked about that the, they had a team meeting a few weeks ago where kind of started laying out their goals. And, you know, what are those goals? He said playoffs, playoffs and beyond. Um, you know, they, they – had that meeting and then they just said, "Yeah, our expectations are the playoffs, nothing less than that." Um, and and so that's this team is not kind of you know hiding away and just you know they're they're giving you the one week at a time kind of thing, but they are they are thinking that they are a team that can get there. Yeah, I mean they survived that you know that, that torturous schedule. They survived the long climb up a hill, and now it's just a nice little water slide down the hill the rest of the way. So they're going to enjoy the water slide and get some penguin wins. penguin belly slide. Yeah, exactly. And like, ah, oh, the Bengals and, hey, the Jets. Oh, look at you counting like, wins, man. I'm counting wins. Count wins. I'm trying to figure out. i got to be like you guys, man. I want to be the outsider. I want to count wins, too. You know, I think a lot of people, after they lost that game in Houston, where tough loss, you know, Deshaun Watts and all that, People felt like that was like this this gut wrenching loss. I didn't have that immediate impression. I felt like, you know, they played well and they'd gotten through that gauntlet in pretty good shape. And and I think we're seeing that, you know, even though they lost that game, that they were they built something through that two and three road trip and they 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 brought it home and, and they've got a good chance to have a, a perfect homestand. Yeah, I agree. I think they definitely uh, processed it well. I think it definitely you look back and maybe one they regret because they, they should have won that game. They would definitely be much you know, more of a driver's seat in the playoff race than they are now. But, again, they've, they've definitely shown some resiliency and definitely have the confidence, and they've they moved on from that win well. And they've uh, they've capitalized the last two weeks, and they're definitely uh, – they're sitting pretty. I mean, it's uh, it's pretty amazing how the season's gone. It's been, you know, it's like a, there's so many uh, turns and twists. But uh, like I said, right now, they're, it's all downhill. All right, guys. Well, uh, Thursday night games are they're nice from one perspective that they're terrible for the players. They're awful. I mean, wow. I, I feel for these guys. Back for the viewers too. I mean, this, is a, this wasn't a well played game. Very sloppy. It was game. entertaining though. It, it was, was entertaining, but it wasn't like it wasn't quality football. But whatever. But they give us a weekend off. 
That's what the, and the players all talked about. The players, that's what, that's what drives them Monday through Wednesday. Like, you know what? This is going to suck. We watch all this film. We can't really practice. Our bodies are still aching. And Hankins was saying his body doesn't usually bounce back till Thursday morning. Yeah. That's when he finally feels refreshed from the previous well, game. Well, a lot of guys get the Veterans Day off right. on, on Wednesday. But what drives them through those, the, 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 those three days is like, you know what? When you get through this game, we're going to have like three days off. That's everything they think about is three days off. Yeah. Go, three days off. <laughs> so congrats to them. They, they earned uh, earned their three days off, and, uh, and so do we. I can't believe there's Definitely. people still arguing that Thursday night games aren't, aren't sloppier than normal games. I mean, these guys aren't recovered, and they don't have as much time to prepare. So yeah. it's, it's tough. Yeah, you mentioned the running game today didn't, didn't wasn't as as uh, fluid as usually. Is that's mm-hmm. the main reason why? I mean, these guys are not used to blocking guys four days, you know, after they blocked someone. Last. No, I mean that's why you know going with only sixteen carries for Jacobs makes a lot of sense. I mean, he gar- carried the ball twenty eight times on yeah. Sunday. Um, that eighteen yard run kind of basically just kind of kind of saved his stat line for people that are that uh, for your fantasy football owners. So he gets up to seventy one yards and gets a touchdown. But I mean that's. That's an impressive outing on the short rest that he's able to to kind of grind through, grind through, grind through, and right. then boom, gets that big run. Stat light ends up looking pretty good, and yeah. and uh, he has a nice day, and now gets to go get rested up and uh, get ready for the Bengals. So it shows you how good this offense is, like the balance, because like I was reading some of the quotes from the Chargers players, and they're like third and one, they're thinking pass, they're thinking they're gonna, they pass the ball all the way down here, they're gonna pass it again, and like oh. Here comes Jacobs down the middle, breaks a tackle, and then uh, nice blocks by Incognito and Hudson, and he, he got to the end zone. So, I mean, the fact that a team's thinking you're going to pass the ball on third and one, that's definitely a good sign for your offense. Yeah, I was, I was surprised. Look back at the film at how soft the defense was on third and one. And, yeah, I mean, they just took advantage of it and ran straight through the A-gap for a touchdown. All right, guys, let's start making our plans for January. Yeah, <laughs> man, we're getting delirious here. But yeah, no, I mean, I guess I mean I imagine it might have been a great night for Raider fans. Come out here in the last night game in Oakland. I'm sure you get done by what what the games were about nine o'clock, whatever. Eight thirty. Eight thirty. Hit the parking lot. Start getting some food, some drinks. It must be. It must have been a great party in the parking lot. I'm sorry I missed it, but uh, I, you know, I I like it. I appreciate Oakland fans. They've been through a lot, and I think this is kind of cool how they're having a chance to really. Be a part of something pretty—I don't want to say special, but definitely it's been a nice, a nice run. I think it's uh, it's kind of cool because these fans definitely uh, pay a lot of money to support this team. The team's leaving, so I think it's uh, it's you know, tip of my cap to them that they have a chance to really uh, celebrate a little bit. All those times that we wrote about how uh, they wrote off the final two years in in Oakland <laughs> and uh, how they're not going to have a chance to bring a winner to Oakland. And look at what they're showing us. How dare you question John Gruden? How, how dare, dare you? you? Had it planned the whole time. Had it planned the whole time. All I right. he's, a good, he's coaching his ass off, so I, I'll give him that. Did a really nice job this year. Coach of the year candidate. Yeah, uh, but somebody, I mean, it would be normally, but, I mean, you look at it across the bay. Yeah. And then the it's it's not across the bay. It's down the 880. Whatever the hell it is. You know what I'm talking about. In the, in the same. Yeah. Zip, no, I mean, he's not probably going to win, but he's, and there's somebody he's else gonna too. Who else, uh, there's somebody else, too, but I'm forgetting Messiah Shanahan. Who else is uh uh, the Patriots, uh, Sean no. Payton. Sean, uh, Sean Payton. Sean Payton. Sean Payton. Yeah. I mean, they lost Drew Brees and they won like four in a row. Yeah. And the great Dan Allen, the defensive coordinator. Yeah, he's. He might get another coaching job out of this. How about that? How about DA? Get another coaching job. I never thought that was going to happen, but 
Never say never. Stanford Route's coming back, too. <laughs> Stanford Route, I think, is a radio show, I think, somewhere in Houston, I think. so. Do you, do you, have, you, have you ever been on as a guest? <laughs> I want them to treat him, hey, man. Like, well, well when the Raiders play the Texans in the playoffs. He got so much money here. I mean, he got so I mean, Back in the day. He should have given you a, a cut of that, so you wouldn't well, be ripping him on a podcast I'm all these years I later. I didn't rip him. I think I joked. I was joking at his expense. I wasn't ripping him, but. He made so much money. God, it's incredible. I like I how you think if you whisper it, he won't hear. Uh, he made so much money, <laughs> and he wasn't very good. But God bless him. Uh, he's a good dude, but uh, you can take a joke. I'm just joking. Uh, let's get out of here. We will uh, talk to you guys again uh, next week. Yeah, next week. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Talk to you later. For more exclusive Raiders content, including player interviews, go to theathletic.com slash state of the nation for a free seven-day trial and 40% off a subscription.